0: the other thing I would definitely say to anybody who is going through something like that is that you will start to hate a lot of people. And like, that is normal, just in the short term, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, you
0: can't you can't stand anyone. And I think it's because it, it feels so right kind of feels like you've been turned inside out, you suddenly start taking everything so to heart. Hello.
1: Welcome to episode 10 of Same Shit Different Brain with me, Rebecca Ryder, and thank you for listening. So, I hope you've had a good fortnight. I have been camping my head off here, there and everywhere, and it's been great. (coughs) Frogging my throat, sorry. So it's been great having adventures, but I'm actually pretty excited to have a weekend at home this weekend. I do still have plans, so it won't be back to lockdown style of emptiness and relaxation but it'd be nice all the same so i carried out a survey on that subject to ask whether the easing of restrictions had generally had a positive or negative effect on people's mental health and 84 percent of people said positive which is good obviously there's a lot to be hopeful about now and social isolation was massively damaging to people's mental health obviously, Um, but yeah, hopefully that will continue and we've still got a bit to go with um, having to wait until complete end of lockdown, but um, I hope you're all doing okay in the meantime. So this week I had Caroline Howley on the podcast. We actually recorded this a month ago, which is why, as you'll hear, we were very excited about the insides of pubs reopening and the imminent bank holiday weekend festivities that we had planned and it's funny how dated that part of the conversation already sounds because I think it's not taken long at all for it to feel pretty normal again being able to do stuff and everything being back open but anyway Caroline gave some massively valuable tips for handling grief because as you'll hear she's had quite extensive experience with it in recent years and as you'll hear caroline is great and i'm biased because she's my friend but she has a very calming influence on me when i chat to her i think and she's just a very cool person in fact when i first met her i thought she's one of the coolest people i've probably met and i thought she might be too cool for me to ever be able to be friends with her so i was pretty sure when we did become friends I hope she doesn't mind the gushing compliment, I'm sure she won't, because it's funny we were talking last week about how we get scared of saying nice things because we don't want to sound like we're not being authentic, which is daft, really, isn't it? We should all just say nice things to each other as much as possible without having some weird fear of being fake. But Caroline started as the girlfriend of one of my other friends, Phil, who I worked with, so... Now it's really nice because it's kind of like having two friends for the price of one. But anyway, I hope you enjoy and find it useful, perhaps if you're going through something similar to what Caroline has done or if you have in recent times. And let me know what you think. Hello, you okay? Oh, are you (laughs) muted? There Um, you go. Afternoon.
0: Afternoon, how
1: are you? Yeah, I'm good, how are you?
0: yeah I'm all, I'm all right thank you
1: good i love the uh palm oh yeah thanks did you um finally have your hair done then looks lovely
0: thank you yes i went the other day it was so big it was like obnoxiously big and i just it was massive it was like a triangle <laughs>
1: of... <laughs> you've been um working today you work for just clarify you work for the yorkshire post don't you
0: yeah i do um yeah I have I'm on the I'm a bit tired because I'm on early shifts at the moment which I do like because you get your afternoon back but yeah it means I have to get up at like half five in the morning
1: wow so I just feel
0: sleepy but um yeah I need to adjust my bedtime and start going to bed earlier but I don't I just stay up just as late as I do the rest of the time and then obviously yeah
1: that's not gonna work is it (laughs) so have you been inside a pub this week then
0: yes um yeah. We went two nights ago, we went to Dulcimer in Charlton. I was expecting to have this big, oh my God, I'm in a pub. How amazing is this? But I was just like, this just feels like I've never not been to the pub. Yeah,
1: so we it's, can, normal. it's just sort of like a relief more than anything, isn't it? I think it's just, yeah. just a nice feeling, even though we've got used to not being able to do it for so long. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel quite as weird as you think.
0: Yeah, and it's not been I don't think it's been like mega busy. I think if it was really crowded, I wouldn't enjoy it, but everywhere's been quite chill.
1: Yeah, yeah. That does help. Yeah. I've only been inside a lot in Wilms though, and that was pretty quiet. But that was Monday. So see what it's like this week. uh,
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, straight out there. Well, because we've got the car now, we've just been like getting out and about after work. I'm pretty
0: excited.
1: Yeah, it, it is exciting. We're just like especially when you're working at home just like oh let's just go somewhere let's just get out and about so yeah it
0: makes it does make a huge difference like even when we were not really allowed to leave the immediate vicinity me and phil would just kind of drive around charlton a few times just to like go somewhere
1: (laughs) (laughs) when everything we opened on monday and we got back from wilms we just drove down the road and then drove down different parts of is just looking inside pubs like seeing them busy again (laughs) Oh, that's lovely, people. It was a real
0: celebration.
1: I know it did feel exciting. (laughs) So, how's your day going today?
0: Yeah, my day's going all right. It's just because I didn't sleep very well last night, which normally I'm such a good sleeper, but then I think because I'm on this new shift pattern, it's like um, it's messing up my sleep rhythms a bit. So, yeah. And then I was up at half five and I've been up at half five like every day as long as I can remember. So, um, yeah, I'm just a bit sleepy. But other than that, I am absolutely honest.
1: Right. I think that's probably the most honest answer I've had, actually. <laughs> I, I I like had that question. So people could be really honest and you know, just be like, I've had a shit day. Not like yours has been shit. But yeah, it, <laughs> it's nice <laughs> to hear someone just say I'm a bit knackered, to be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah tired no I liked when you put in the question like actually be honest because I think you just almost have a trigger response like how are you oh yeah I'm good yeah, like no matter what sort of day you're I mean, having that's just what you say
1: yeah so. you definitely do and what are the things that you think impact your mental health the most
0: yeah so generally speaking I would say I've actually been really fortunate to have pretty robust mental health over the years and I've seen my friends struggle so much with anxiety with depression with like other mental health conditions and I've always felt fortunate not to struggle with that but then I think until about six years ago I lived a very charmed life and then I went through I don't I mean I don't even know how much you know about this I have probably told you when I'm like drunk at the pub and just like Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but I went through a phase where within five years, the five people who were sort of closest to me all just passed away. Um, so it was like a really intense oh, period of trauma. Um, yeah. And so I think that's definitely been the biggest mental health challenge of my life. And yeah. that I would say is like the sole thing that definitely impacts it way above like anything else.
1: Yeah, I didn't... Yeah, you might have told me anecdotally about, obviously I know about some, I don't know whether I knew about all of them. That's a lot to go through in a concentrated amount of time.
0: Yeah, definitely. It definitely is. It started with um, my best friend died very unexpectedly. And then shortly after that, my nana who was really close to died. After that, it was my grandpa. Then it was my godfather. And then obviously just before lockdown, it was like my dad as well. So it was just... Um, It was quite interesting, actually, because I went to the doctor shortly after my dad died for something unrelated. I was just having some like joint pain. And she said Mm. to me, she said, is there any reason that you would be like under undue stress? And I was like, yeah, I mean, probably. And I sort of just told her like what I've just told you. And she said, well, basically what you're experiencing is like complex grief so there's like two different sorts of grief um and there's you know the sort of appropriate response to a loved one dying which you know everyone will go through when they experience loss yeah but complex grief is if you have a lot of that all at once or if um there's something like really traumatic um around a bereavement then that can be complex yeah. grief yeah. as well so um yeah so that was really interesting because I never realized until all this started happening how much it impacts on your physical health as well like your body just goes wild like your body feels so out of control um Mm -hmm. and she when I went in for something that was quite you know random she instantly said tell me about like your stress and stuff so yeah there's a really really big link there
1: that's good that she spotted it then um I can, yeah no it makes sense doesn't it when you think about it, it would it would take such a strain but I guess it can I mean I didn't know there was like different types that, but I didn't know about complex grief but I guess it makes sense that it could manifest in loads of ways like it, any kind of stress it, you can feel it in your body can't you so
0: stress messes a lot with your immune system as well so like yeah. if you have sort of any autoimmune conditions, anything like that. If you have, you know, any sort of stressful event, then you probably will experience some quite like extreme symptoms of of whatever it is. Or you might develop an autoimmune condition as a result of it. Um yeah. so it does have like a really big like physical health impact as well as as mental health, obviously.
1: Yeah. God. Does she help you to sort of manage it then? I guess. She didn't just tell you in yeah. way, obviously.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so she recommended that I talk to. Um, I had like a telephone because this was COVID, like right at the beginning of COVID. So I had a telephone consultation with um, a very nice woman who just was trying to um, work out whether I, if I needed some sort of talking therapy or whether I was yeah. okay. She actually, it took a bit of a turn there because she came to the conclusion that um, I actually was going through PTSD because of the circumstances surrounding my dad's death and how I was there and stuff. So I just didn't expect that at all because you think PTSD, you think someone's been to war and, you know, that's kind of stereotype it has. Um, but it was because I was having a lot of like really bad nightmares and Uh I was having sort of you know like um, intrusive thoughts and that kind of thing and that I I don't feel like that anymore Um, I feel like that was sort of a very immediate reaction to what had happened Yeah. but I definitely did not expect for her to be like well you're suffering from trauma Um, because you just don't you don't think do you?
1: No no of course and again that's good that she spotted that as well because then that's another thing I guess you can hold in on and look into coping strategies for. Yeah yeah definitely. I guess some people can just sort of sit there for years with well I know it over, happened over a few years for you but I guess some people might never go diagnosed they might struggle for years so it's just good to know yeah. some, sometimes isn't it at least you can sort of put a a label on it and just get um, a solution for it.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I would never have thought to go to the doctors for that because I'd be like, well, you know, obviously I'm sad because my feeling is a logical reaction to all this stuff that's happened to me. This is normal. You are meant to feel weird. But yeah. I literally went, I had this like, like weird pain in my wrist and um, oh, really? she managed to like back to that. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's crazy. Your wrist, you and wouldn't think of that.
0: No, I was just like, i probably banged it or something. <laughs> I was like, maybe you need to put a pot on it. And she's like, this is because your dad has died. And I was like, how? How is that possible? Oh, my God. But what, so what that was, um, basically, I've got very mild, minor seritic arthritis, which yeah. is an autoimmune condition. And because, and I never had it before, <laughs> but because I was so stressed and traumatised and all of this, and that took its toll on my body that kind of triggered this to begin um which it's just absolutely you were just never thinking a million years no
1: no that's mad that's Mm. crazy um at least you know now and hopefully it's getting better for you
0: oh yeah I feel um feel a lot better all around
1: that's good Mm -hmm. um and what would you tell other people going through these same things
0: Well, first, they would just make them aware of the whole physical situation. Like, if you are feeling weird, just go to the doctor. Um, But also, I think I would just tell them to go with it because, I mean, I've done this five times. And it's like every time you sort of, it's the immediate impact. And then you sort of slowly, very, very slowly start to feel better. And then it gets to a point where you can kind of live with it and then... The next one kept happening like every time. So it was like, yeah. But what so I think having gone through it five times in such a short space of time, I would say just go with it because I'm quite an impatient person and I like to feel good. So I do I do not welcome, I don't think anyone does, but I really, really hate not feeling, you know, like happy and content. And I do yeah. everything I can to make myself happy and content. Um but you can't, you can't like fast forward it. No, so you can't right. get around yeah. it. You just have to live, you just have to live it. And once you've lived it, you will start to feel better. Um, and the other thing is just to, you really need to um, ground yourself because you can get really in your own head um, yeah. and a little bit insular and stuff. And you need to, it's really, really helpful to do, go outside and, I sound like such a millennial but like do things like yoga um and just remember you've got a body because you do kind of forget that your body exists which is another I I mean I I can start from my experience but yeah
1: yeah you can get really disconnected from your body can't you and um it just makes you even more in your head I think I've realized that over the last year more than ever I just used to think exercise was for fitness you know um and I wasn't like regularly that was quite sporadic with it but it's just yeah sort of been essential really for feeling good all around Hugely,
0: and I know it's not you know it's not a solution to it's not like a quick fix for you know everyone who is going through like mental health challenges um like sometimes it's kind of portrayed that way but I think for what definitely for if you are um you've gone through a loss I think just it's such a good way to not let yourself kind of float off and become too detached and just remember you're in the world and you have a body and you're in a house or you know and so that that really helped me obviously I can't I can't speak for everyone but I have spoke to you know a lot of friends and family members who've gone through this with me and they've they've kind of all come to that same conclusion and definitely when I went through the first few ones, I was only 26. So my immediate reaction was, right, this is awful. I want to feel good, you know. And it also, um, it in those early, the sort of earlier tests, um, it made me very like, I need to make the absolute most of my life. I need to be out every night. If I want yeah. to drink, I'll have a drink. If I want this chocolate, I'll have this chocolate. Fuck it, I'm gonna quit my job and go traveling. Like I just went like so extreme that way. Um oh, and it was yeah. good. I mean, it it did, I mean, I did have a nice time, but I'm not sure it was the healthiest way to deal with what I was going through. Whereas by the time um my dad died, I'd been through this so many times that I kind of knew that I had to take a different approach as well, because that's such a yeah. big one as well. Um I thought I can't if I turn this into sort of going like clubbing constantly or something god knows where I'll end up so um and also the the pandemic helped as well um
1: exactly
0: uh, the sorry the other thing I would definitely say to anybody who is going through something like that is that you will start to hate a lot of people and like that is normal just in the short term
1: (laughs) right yeah you
0: can't you can't stand anyone and I think it's because it it feels so raw it kind of feels like you've been turned inside out and stuff that people would say to you before that would never have bothered you had gone over your head bounced right off you, you might not even have noticed you suddenly start taking everything so to heart um and you just oh, become like really sensitive for a short period of time but even beyond that even if people are not saying negative things to you sometimes you'll just you know be in the office and someone some colleague will be eating a piece of cake and you'll be like how dare you sit there eating cake when my nana just died (laughs) and you get really like melodramatic and irrational about it so you just have to kind of wait that out and try remember in a sense you're the problem not not them not to react too strongly to it
1: that makes sense I guess it's it's a natural reaction like so. when you're feeling your emotions are so on the edge you're bound to be extra sensitive and probably just have less patience because all your energy is going into going through what you have to go through and moving through the different stages but um yeah
0: definitely I think one thing I remember a lot um from when my my nana died and was really close to her and I was working in a marketing agency and I was like managing quite a few people and yeah I went overnight from like sort of quite enjoying my job um you know just sort of getting on with it to literally not being able to stand it because I could not stand like the office politics because everything like that just starts to feel so irrelevant and you you've gone through this huge thing and you're like why are you wasting your life being bothered about this who filled in the spreadsheet wrong let's just sort it out and move on yeah um and so that that was just that was a huge thing and I I literally had had to sort of quit my job because I was like I can't yeah I can't deal with with that kind of thing anymore
1: yeah I'm not surprised it's going to put a lot of things into perspective isn't it and offices can be extremely political places very bitchy places so yeah it's Mm. um I guess it's good that you just sort of reacted to those things that Owen just did what you need to do and moved on to like otherwise you might have had more patience for it and ended up staying longer than yeah you would have wanted to so yeah probably yeah
0: There definitely is a silver lining because I think it's left me with a lasting, I don't feel that extreme about things anymore, but it's left (laughs) me with a lasting sense of a sort of can't be bothered with like the bullshit anymore. You know, you just like, you know, whatever. It's not a big deal. Um, And that it means that you do, I suppose you get less affected by stuff like that, which is good, I think.
1: That's definitely a good point, yeah. I mean, it might take some people all their life to sort of feel like that. So it's a good realisation to come through, to have things in perspective and just know what's important, be less bothered by yeah. things that are going to drive you mad on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, and what's your coping method when you're having a rubbish day?
0: So I think for me it's about like planning long-term. So I saw a really good analogy actually for grief. I can't take credit. It was someone on the internet, but it said like, imagine that your life's a box and when you experience a loss in this box, there's a massive ball that pretty much like fills up the whole box. Also in the box, a little pain button. And every time you move, anytime you do anything, this ball is pressing on this pain button. And then over time, the ball decreases in size and it hits the pain button less um, until it's wow. really small. And it still will hit it every now and then. And you never know when that's going to happen. And you'll just get this like wave of pain. And I can't explain how accurate that is. That's really? it's, like the most accurate analogy, yeah, massively. Um, so I think I, how I've kind of learned to cope with it now, because you, the thing is, you've gone through this massive thing, but you really don't want it to be so all-consuming forever because you will never be able to get on with anything. You will never be able to, like, have your life. So what I found is that I can kind of control it by, I'll pick, say, like, every other Friday night, I'll just have a night where I'll sit and I'll listen to some, like, some of their favourite music and I might go through some pictures Uh, on me and film my chat about them. And that kind of gives me a bit of a release of it all. And then the rest of the time, and more or less live, you know, like my normal life.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. brilliant. That's a really good method. Um, I think a common thing people always say when they lose someone is that one of the worst bits is when people stop talking about them. So it's mm-hmm. really nice that you schedule in that time to really keep the memory alive and just yeah, definitely talk about them and release what you need to.
0: I feel a bit bad for Phil. <laughs> <laughs> he's not happening like every other Friday night. It's like, oh god, here we go again.
1: Is it that day again? Comes around quicker. Uh, before,
0: right? and, uh, he's he's been really really good, but that's another oh. thing. You start to feel guilty about talking about it all the time, or are you like, am I talking about it too much? Because obviously you're thinking about it like 24 seven. Me and Phil got together, and then two months later, that's when my friend died. So he's kind of oh. never known me well he's known me but we've not been together like without all of this going on so I'm really conscious of trying to just not um like ruin every single party or social event we go to by talking about
1: it it probably Um, feels more to you because like you're saying it's in your head all the time so you probably think yeah talking about it that's just adding to it but I'm sure I'm sure it's not a burden to anyone at all
0: well yeah he doesn't complain about it bless him so (laughs) I am but then also in the short term well just like if I'm having a really rubbish day I think escapism does it for me so like read a book watch Below Deck watch Selling Sunset watch June from Not To Hop watch any shit TV and that yeah that kind of that kind of works for me
1: yeah we were on about that um the last episode it's just I think loads of people have just used crappy tv over the last year Oh, we've talked about it more anyway <laughs> just binging yeah, the box sets. like it's not even guilty it's not even guilty pleasure anymore it's just sort of essential and <laughs> just switching off and watching stuff like that but do you know what before the pandemic actually I was terrible at watching tv and I remember when lockdown kicked in I was watching book smart and I was like right I'm gonna watch this without looking at my phone and I couldn't do it, I kept grab, grabbing my phone and like, I think about it now, like, God my head must have just been like I don't know, like chaos yeah. all the time, just just not switching off properly, like a bit, it, now I think, well at least if I'm just watching the programme and, and not on my phone at the same time, that does feel more calming, but yeah, yeah God, definitely. I used to be crap at it I,
0: think I, I used to be like that and I think we've kind of, we used to have to always have like multiple screens around us but I think the pandemic's kind of made us Hit screens a bit so yeah. I now if I'm watching tv I'll leave my phone in the other room because I just don't yeah. want
1: Same. to see it <laughs> yeah if I get really angry with myself because if, if it's there I will pick it pick it up because we're just programmed to do it aren't we but it starts putting yeah. me in a bad mood straight away like if I'm doing like multiple things at once it, f- it feels really stressful now like I can yeah. only focus on one thing at a time which is the best way yeah. to <laughs>
0: <laughs> Definitely. I mean, what scares me is when I'll just be sat down and maybe I'm watching TV, and then I suddenly have this moment of realization like, my phone's in my hand, I'm scrolling through Facebook, and I don't know how I've done that. Yeah. Like, I didn't consciously choose to do that, and I just realized that I'm doing it. Like, like, how long have I been doing this for? Like, I
1: know what you mean. Ever... Like, just go into a trance. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my God, is that the time? But like, loads of times just passed without you even realising what you were doing and then sometimes I'll think what have I just been doing like, I literally can't remember what I was looking at I was just yeah rolling mindlessly
0: <laughs> terrifying <laughs>
1: really scary um yeah I'm trying to do less of that putting it in other rooms sort of the only way really um yeah. what's been your biggest challenge during lockdown
0: um well I think a big one is not kind of been able to see like my mum because like obviously dad died so soon before the pandemic so I felt really guilty about that because she's obviously like now living by herself but in a more general sense I'm a very not routine driven person like I really I don't like to have a routine whereas Phil loves it it's like Phil's bread and butter is a good routine but (laughs) the pandemic kind of like forced us into that a little bit and sometimes I'd just be like oh my god I want to just like go to the pub or like go to Spain so much that it like yeah. physically hurts um, and the other thing is I think I don't know like how much I buy into the extrovert introvert stuff but I think most people are sort of a combo of both and we talk about introversion a lot on the internet but I know that one extrovert trait I definitely have is that I get energy from other people. Mm-hmm. I could get energy from yeah. social situations, not from... I mean, I like being on my own as well, but it definitely doesn't like energise me. So I really, really miss just being able to see my friends, really, which I know yeah. most people probably did. But,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting you said that. Just, um, talking about, on one of, the, one of the recent ones, about introverts and extroverts, and it's a lot more nuanced than people think isn't it and there's a lot of misconceptions around it there's a lot of crossover and there's a lot a lot of types of extrovert um but that's a good gauge of it whether you get energy from other people but then I sort of think like I need a balance as well because if I was out every day I could get burnt out quite quickly and I I do quite like time on my own but I don't think that um being with other people tires me it's just I guess it's just balance, isn't it, with anything really?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, I honestly, I wouldn't want to like challenge myself and like give myself unlimited money because I think I could go out like every day (laughs) if I wasn't drinking, if if I was drinking too much. But yeah, I feel like that would sort of be like my ideal life. (laughs) But but yeah, I love being on my own as well. I love, and I love like reading and you know all, they've got like quite a lot of typical introvert stuff as well but um yeah just when that that sort of buzzy um social situation kind of thing was taken away I did find that difficult and then everyone on the internet's like oh aren't cancel plans the best So like, I hate them. I know <laughs> like why,
1: why did that become a big thing to... it became it's like to... really <laughs> cool so just like have a pajampart on your own and watch netflix and that became like the new thing on like women's fashion sites but he as going inside themselves. <laughs> but I, think, I mean there's nothing wrong with it but you know, it's not
0: you know for every
1: it, night yeah yeah it, it just sort of yeah it was weird how it was just being pushed as like the main thing that you should be doing and I feel like during the lockdown as well, I think your mind can trick you. Like, cause I started thinking, Oh, maybe I should have been going out less. Like I should have been living my life like this, like a bit more peace. And I think everyone thought that for a while, but then the longer it went on, you're like, actually, no, I do love socializing. (laughs) I really just want to socialize again now. And I didn't realize, I knew that I missed it, but I didn't know how much better I would feel once I was able to start doing things again. And yeah, like Perfect. even like my hangovers were getting better like I had really weird hangovers in lockdown I was just sat drinking in the house all the time and you just with your own thoughts but like now it's like a nice hangover after a night out as long as it's not like too much and we've been having a lot of tequila yeah. but <laughs> just like Are thinking about the tablet? night and, yeah yeah
0: so I think if if you really hung over and you're like oh what did I do I just sat in my house like that's not worth a hangover no. but if you like go out you have a good time like sometimes that's worth one
1: yeah um, you've got the memories then to reflect on
0: <laughs> yeah but I think it's weird as well that um since stuff started opening up we definitely haven't gone out um or gone to the pub I have really done anything as much as we used to and yeah. it already feels like we're doing so much um yeah. so I wonder if that'll be a bit of a hangover of it like maybe I mean maybe we just won't do as much as we used to because we've got this weird, like, lockdown guilt about it.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably part of that. And also, do you get knackered really quickly now? Because I do after That's doing true, like yeah. the smallest thing that wouldn't even be probably like the main thing yeah. in my week. I'm shattered. I think we've just got used You're to
0: it. Like <laughs> <Sorry, Dan. laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Like lifting the remote.
0: <laughs> yeah. um I I do look back in awe at like the lives we used to live. Like I yeah. legitimately used to get up, get ready, get the tram, go to the gym, get ready again, go yeah. to work, go out for lunch, go back to work, go out for some drinks, maybe do something else, come home. Like how how was I doing that? How was I fitting I all know. that into yeah. I
1: was thinking about that the other day and I was like, God, I hope I'm not just getting old. I hope I can get like some of my old energy levels back. <laughs> I think so it mean, probably, that. Yeah, we've just, we've just become really still, haven't we? And just, we just need to uh, get back into practice, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't, I, I went through a phase in lockdown of really not exercising because to me, and feel like to go play tennis and the courts were shut yeah. and I just couldn't be bothered getting a new exercise and then the first day we went and played tennis just like an hour hitting a ball and my hand was going like this for like the whole morning So just not use those muscles for right. so long enough yeah. like, this is really 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 bad um <laughs> <need muscle.
1: laughs> yeah it's, it's just easy to quickly get out of the habit isn't it like I was getting into running and I was like oh and I have never- knew I could run like maybe I'll start doing this all the time and then I just I didn't do it for one day I've not doing it for months now just <laughs> sticking with the yoga because it's a lot slower and easier but it yeah. doesn't get the blood pumping in the same way I don't think
0: no it's so easy to fall off the exercise wagon though isn't it
1: yeah yeah it is um and what has been a surprise positive of lockdown for you
0: um I think think that it actually especially lockdown one lockdown one was you know quite bearable I think and obviously yeah. just like preface this obviously I think we all wish the pandemic hadn't happened and it's you know it's a national tragedy but yeah. I
1: thought There's an element of novelty definitely
0: yeah yeah definitely um I mean I kind of long for the days when we're all doing like the quizzes and I know
1: um, yeah
0: calling everyone on house party Um, (laughs) but I think it was really good for me actually especially at the beginning again just because I've gone through this massive thing and my normal reaction to that would have been how can I make myself feel better where can I go where can I travel to who can I see distracting you know what bar shall I go to you know and it forced me to not do that. It forced me to just kind of stay inside and um, sort of embrace the sort of quieter healing than what I sort of tried to do when I was younger. And that was really, I think, really, really good for me. And it also, I find it really difficult to say no to people. Um, So it gave me, I didn't have to be like, oh no, I'm not not coming to the pub because I'm feeling a bit sad or I don't really want to be around people at the moment because I'm just feeling, you know, it just, all of that pressure went away and you could just sort of get on with it. And that was really helpful at the time.
1: Yeah, that was a huge thing for a lot of people, is not it? And I think that's probably helped a lot of people get better boundaries now and not do things out of duty or out of guilt, which is not really the best reason to do it and I think totally
0: not. yeah it was really refreshing
1: yeah and like when you were saying about like going out doing those of things it's it definitely just a way of life of like just distracting with constant activity wasn't it like even f- from the phone to like going out or whatever and I think it's just a, a recurring thing that keeps coming up that people actually have to sit and deal with their own thoughts which seemed really scary at first but then those people now have just come through a whole journey with it and like learned so many things and which is pretty cool really because everyone's going to en- enjoy the life in a way that they want to live it a bit more yeah think, a bit more yeah control.
0: definitely definitely I think that, um I think we kind of don't really like to sit with our thoughts a lot of the time or typically oh. we did and that I mean that's just why people chase distractions that's why we sat there with like five screens in front of us yeah. um So, yeah, it it definitely, I think it was a really, like, sort of a silver lining of lockdown. It made people more contemplative and just they had to sort of get to know themselves and actually figure out what they want from life as well because I think maybe that's one reason we don't like to sit with our thoughts is because we're like, oh, am I doing the right thing? You know, am I in the right job? Am I with the right partner? Do I have the right friends? Should I be doing something else? And that's a stressful sort of existential way of like living is to have to confront that constantly yeah. whereas if you're gonna be like oh I really like this dress gone don't have to think about it at all.
1: <laughs> exactly yeah it feels like a lot if you think okay so now I'm alone with thoughts I need like a five-year ten-year plan <laughs> and you don't really yes. but it, it'll just come more naturally I guess if you know yourself better then you'll yeah, be more definitely. in tune with what you actually want and what you actually want to be doing day by day um short term yeah. and long term um and what's one thing you wish someone would do when you're having a bad day
0: I think for me just I mean talking like just yeah. if I just I'm I think I'm a really big believer in problem shared problem halved I like overshare mm-hmm. massively obviously <laughs> um, but it just helps me that's what makes me feel better is yeah. like talk, talking to people about stuff so I just have to find a willing victim. And Phil's been <laughs> travelling
1: with me for years, so, yeah. No, that yeah, was the best way to do it, yeah. yeah it, it's the quickest way to solve it, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and what's the best thing you ever did for yourself?
0: Travelling, definitely.
1: Yeah.
0: I think... Well, yeah, I think the first t- the first time I went travelling, I went by myself for seven months and I was 25. And looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, that's terrifying. But at the time, it just it didn't seem scary at all. It seemed like something I really needed to do. Um, and, yeah. yeah, and it was brilliant. I absolutely loved it. You know, and you learn a lot about yourself and you learn how to be resourceful and you pick up a lot of confidence on the way because you've got yourself around the planet for seven months without hopefully any like major disasters um and then the second time when me and Phil went I think that was huge because we went freelance which is a really scary thing to do but we just sort of had to take that leap and just hope it worked out and luckily it did and again that was amazing so I think just allowing myself to deviate from a sort of standard career path every now and then so I can like, have some really nice memories when I'm old and can't, like, travel anymore.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or if another pandemic comes, (laughs) you have all those memories to sit with. I mean, obviously, especially because you did it with Phil, like, you can just talk about so many different places that you went to and so many different things that you did. Um, Yeah,
0: definitely. And it just, it gives you a lot of perspective as well. Like, um, I don't want to sound like one of these, like, Instagram travel people. (laughs) it does give you perspective and you when you see um when you experience different cultures you see how people live both in you know in good ways and in ways that are sort of more difficult to look at it just changes how you look at your own surroundings and your own environment and your own life and I think it it releases you if you've ever felt sort of trapped in one route or one career path or one city it's it sort of allows you to see that you can honestly do you know anything you want within within limits so yeah yeah, I would definitely stay traveling.
1: yeah I'm not surprised I mean the fact that you went and did it on your own as well like just I'm so jealous that you ended that like I've moved abroad but I've never actually gone and traveled around to different places yeah. and I still think now like I'd love to do it if I have if I had the opportunity, and it's just better to do it and not live with regret, isn't it? Definitely, yeah.
0: I think so. I mean, I've always wanted to live abroad, and I was like, I'll do it, I'll probably go, you know, live in Europe at some point and Brexit. Um, so probably not now, but like, grass is always greener. I would have loved to have gone and lived in Spain like you did. Um, but yeah, yeah I do look back and I'm just like, what was I thinking? That was a really terrifying decision to make. How did my parents allow me to do that? Yeah. Um, but no, it
1: was brilliant. It's it's a little bit like, I don't want to say sad, cause, but yeah, I guess a little bit, because when you think how much the world's changed now with the pandemic and Brexit, it's like, will people even be able to do things like that anymore? Just yeah. take off? Yeah. I mean, obviously it'll be a lot more difficult to go and live in Europe willy-nilly yeah. within like three weeks like I did. Um, yeah. But yeah, at least you did it while well, you had the chance. So Yeah. So.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I do think it's it'll be really sad for I mean, hopefully the pandemic will, you know, really actually go away. Um and that will affect yeah. it. But I mean it is it is just sad that freedom of movement's more restricted, especially I feel so bad for students and teenagers and people I who know. are just coming of, of age. Like that must be so tough.
1: That's what that's what I keep coming back to, like people who are uni now just not having that experience, but then also being at that age where you you want to believe everything's possible and you should believe that and you want to explore freedom and just be free to do whatever it's really sad that we've got these opportunities um sort of restricted from them now but yeah yeah, hopefully it'll all come good again
0: fingers crossed
1: (laughs) yeah we'll see um and what's one thing you'd want to tell the younger you
0: I definitely tell myself to work harder. Like no, I, th- I, I like, I think now I'm, I am like a really, like I work so much. I am a really hard worker, but there were so many opportunities that I just wish I had taken it like university and stuff that I was just like, Oh no, I just want right. to like, hang out with my friends. And now I just kick myself. Um, so I think that that'd be the main thing. I think I was, especially when I was at school, school and at uni I thought oh it's fine I can just kind of coast I don't really have to work hard and I could coast and I did coast but it wasn't a good thing to do you know (laughs) Um, so yeah but I think I when I when I look back at who I was when I was younger I'm almost kind of envious because I was so fearless and just I really you know people say oh I don't give a shit what anyone thinks of me. I really don't think I did, like, at all. (laughs) Um,
1: That is a good quality.
0: Yeah, but then you sort of get a bit older and sort of, obviously, I've still got that kind of stuff in me, but it all gets very damped down when you, you know, you go through life and you just get older and you sort of have to settle down a bit. Um, So, if anything, I would, like, past me to come and like give myself a pep talk yeah
1: just, yeah definitely there's a lot you can take from that age and yeah definitely. just having that courage and I guess you feel like life is just all stretching in front of you don't you and um yeah you just think I've, I've got all the time to do whatever I want it's just a really good yeah. mindset to have
0: yeah I love loved being 17 and I loved being 21 and I loved being 23 like really specific ages yeah
1: I don't know yeah I did but
0: I I remember those ages really really. I'm sure 22 was good as well but like I just remember 21 being great 23 being great yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah, I went to Spain when I was 24 um and I think I'd already been thinking about doing something like that so Yeah. yeah I'm glad I went in a it.
0: it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And last one. What are your go-to songs that always make your day?
0: Okay, I'm going to give you an uh, absolute banger. This is like what we've just, okay. every time we've been a bit like down in lockdown, it's called Senegal Fast Food and it's by Amadou and Mariam. And oh. also just... Oh. Yeah, it's it's such a like feel good song for it just like gets you out of a funk and um, yeah and we've been listening to loads of Florence and the Machine as well so probably Hunger oh. by Florence and the Machine so that's such a bomb.
1: oh nice I'm not listening to Florence Bridges
0: get her
1: on nice one yeah thank you I'll put those on the the track list well thank you for coming on I really enjoyed the chat yeah, so, yeah. yeah and I'll be seeing you next week at Freight Island
0: yeah I'm looking forward to it wait
1: yeah me too and I'll um, learn speak soon yeah speak soon yeah thanks Caroline bye Bye -bye. so that was Caroline and her no longer obnoxious hair I hope her very useful practical advice can be of help to you at some point also I'm sorry I got a bit fear-mongery about young people potentially finding it harder to have freedom now I'm sure it'll all be fine don't listen to me what do I know And if not, I can recommend some great box sets, kids. See you next time. Have a good fortnight.